Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, we've got Joshua Rosales from Breakthrough Nashville. BreakthroughNashville.org if you want to go to the website and check it out. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Anna Marie. It's such a pleasure to have me here with you today. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I'm surprised you had time to come in because Breakthrough Nashville is doing so many different things. I don't even know where to begin, Joshua. You know, that is true. We have a lot going on right now. However, we have a balanced approach with everything that we do. So a lot of my work is usually in the late afternoons, evening time, one in the morning, like I was mentioning, <laughs> getting all this together and sending out emails and posting on our social media pages. Yeah. Let's maybe talk first about the food distribution that I've seen on social media a lot lately. Definitely. We had the opportunity to partner with the USDA in being a drop point for food boxes. Every Friday, we have 1,300 food boxes that get delivered, and we're able to have our great group of volunteers that come out and help us deliver these food boxes and put them in the trunks of the families that come in to get that. So we do it every Friday. And so we just have the opportunity to see so many people in our community that need food that maybe they've lost their they've lost their jobs maybe their hours were cut and some of them driving in you know very nice vehicles or you know just this whole thing has hit our community not just the covid-19 but also the tornado you know a lot of us forget about the uh, the aftermath in east nashville and and what happened and then all of a sudden after that then covid-19 happened mm-hmm. so there's a lot of families out there that are struggling and need the help and so we get the opportunity just to provide this amazing program to people in the community where they can come out and get food boxes what do they need to do to qualify what do they need to do if they are in need they need to There's live in no, a certain area or no anywhere anywhere in nashville they can come out to 299 haywood lane on fridays we're there 299 haywood lane in nashville and it's in the parking lot behind christ lutheran church there's no qualification we do want to get their name phone number and the number of boxes that they're going to be getting so we have that for our records but they can just come out and get get a food box and then that information is not reported to anybody it's just for us for our record keeping so we know how many people we're servicing mm-hmm. every Friday. Because I think a lot of times people are embarrassed and they don't want to have to go find proof of this and proof of that. And it's just a, a hassle and it's embarrassing. And people feel shame for not being able to provide everything that their family needs and wants. But sometimes you fall upon hard times. You just do. And you know, the, 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 the best thing is they don't even have to get out of their vehicle. They come in, they stay in their vehicle. We get their name, their phone number, and the number of boxes, then they come around, all they do is pop their trunk, we put the food boxes in their trunk, mm-hmm. we close it, and they go on their way. So it's in and out, yeah, in and out really quickly. So it's... And you said how many every Friday? Every Friday it's 1,300 boxes. So we get a big semi-truck that just backs in, and then we unload the whole semi-truck, we get it ready, put all the boxes on pallets, and then 11 o'clock, we start, and we start putting in, put the boxes in the trunks. How long does it usually take to hand out 13, 1,400 boxes of food? So we start, our volunteers will get there at 8.30. The truck will get there at 8. So it'll take us from 8.30 to about, about two and a half hours to unload that truck, and we do it by hand. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then at 11 o'clock, we start putting the food boxes in the trunks. Yeah. So the, the hardest part is unloading. Oh, okay. So we have like four... Four guys in the truck 
and they're taking the pallets and putting them to the side of the truck, the opening of the truck. And then mm -hmm. we have an assembly line where people are grabbing the boxes off the truck and then we're just stacking them on the pallets. Yeah. So it's, it works out really good. Now we got a system in place where we can, we can get that semi truck unloaded That's really pretty good. quick. So what else does breakthrough Nashville do Joshua that we want people to know about? So right now we're in the food box distribution time and we'll be, we'll be doing that um, this Friday, next Friday. Also we have our back to school drive. So we have backpacks every year. We service anywhere. We give out anywhere from 75 to a hundred backpacks filled with school supplies. So we've been blessed that this program has really helped a lot of our community, especially the, the children in our church. And we started, we started this for like, our church only, and then it grew to more. And so we, all their school supplies are included in each backpack and we are encouraging companies that are wanting to donate backpacks or school supplies to go ahead and, you know, reach out to us on, on Facebook so we can connect and, and receive those donations. So that's one big thing that we have. And then of course we, we have that event on a Sunday, we provide food uh, we feed everybody. We have it's just a really great event, and that's that's our backpack. The other one that we do is is the, our largest event of the year is our Christmas event. So our Christmas event, my mother in law uh, Justina, she's her and the church have been doing this for years and years and years, and we receive so many toys every year. It's incredible, and not just like used toys, but nice toys, Nerf guns. We have. Play-Doh and from coloring books and pencils to GI Joe and Barbies and you name it and like name brand stuff that yeah. people donate and it'll fill a bonus room, um, you know, in, in anybody's house. You won't even be able to see the floor. There's so many toys. So we'd be able to get these large gift bags and just fill them up with toys, yeah. like 10, 15 toys in each one. Yeah. And then we gather together and we have, uh, a Christmas, our Christmas presentation. And then we have Santa joins us. I'm Santa. So I get dressed up. <laughs> I get dressed up and I, I come out and we, we build a really nice set. We have local musicians come in to lead our children in, in Christmas songs. We have food, we have games and it's an opportunity for all these children that would not have had the opportunity to have a Christmas mm -hmm. to come in and be a part of something bigger. And I think the biggest thing is volunteers that, that come in and help us out and musicians that come in and, and help out and volunteer that you walk away from this event saying, wow, like, wow. Like I was a part of something huge. And like we were talking about, like you were talking about getting, capturing the faces of those children that opening these gift bags and pulling out these toys and their reaction and the parents' reaction of, you know what, it's all, this is what it's all about right here. And then they get fed, they have some, we have music, we have games. And so our Christmas event is our largest event of the year. And, and it's where? So it's at, uh, so now it's at 299 Haywood Lane at Christ Lutheran Church. Uh -huh. we, uh, we rent space from them for our service. Our service is every um, Sunday right now. It's on social media, but every Sunday at two o'clock, mm -hmm. 299 Haywood Lane, it's um, predominantly Spanish speaking. My mother-in-law is a pastor and I am the co-pastor there at the church. 
the size of the church is is not that big, but what we do is huge. We so I mean, and that's just the the couple of them. We also have two vacation Bible schools we we do every summer, mm-hmm. uh, and we service we service a couple hundred children there. We have a mentorship weekend at Bethany Hills, which is a um, a really nice camp. It's hidden away; not a lot of people know about it. But Bethany Hills, it's a great retreat. Mm-hmm. They have like a a, a brook that you can walk. They have trails. They have an amphitheater inside basketball court. They have outdoor volleyball courts. They have a nine foot swimming pool. They have just the amenities are incredible yeah. uh, through our, through our denomination that we belong to. And it's 300 acres out there. Yeah. And um, it's just a really cool way to bring young people up for the day or for the weekend and just really give them time to reflect and to really open up about things and to have a time where they can really, it's all about them. Yeah. And so that's, that's and really so good. It, and it's a, this is a vacation Bible school. So it's a vacation Bible school and the, and the mentorship weekend are two totally different things. It's within oh. the, it's in summertime, but the vacation Bible school is for like the elementary school. Oh, I see. Yeah. Elementary school. And then our, our, um, our mentorship weekend where we get together with our young people oh, okay. is like middle school, high school. That would be on a separate weekend. And they're the ones that go out. That's the ones. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to be going out. And what is the name of the place again? So it's called Bethany Hills, Bethany, Bethany Hills. Hills. And it's, and it's an, it's open for companies, organizations to rent. And it's a, you get a really, really good deal. I mean, it has all the amenities, commercial kitchen. They have, I mean, you name it, they're on Facebook and they're also on YouTube. Good. And so it's a, it's just a hidden treasure out there in Kingston Springs, I oh, believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Familiar with that area. If you're just joining us, by the way, we're talking with Joshua Rosales with Breakthrough Nashville, BreakthroughNashville.org, if you want to check them out. Isn't Breakthrough Nashville also a pencil partner? What does that mean that you do for yeah. schools and at schools? Thank and you. how's that going to be different this year? No, definitely. So Breakthrough Nashville is a pencil partner. Pencil partners are nonprofits or organizations that partner with schools. So it's a, it's a nationwide program. It's pencil is a nonprofit in its own, but it's a, a nationwide program where it connects the community with schools for volunteers, whether a school needs help with helping their students with reading or writing or arithmetic. Individuals have to go through a background check if they're going to go one-on-one with a child and help them, or if it's a group they can come in, but pencil is the bridge that partners that connects the community to the schools. And so we have the opportunity as a pencil partner to partner with any school, any Metro Nashville public school. We work right now with Haywood Elementary School and Atlee is and her team has been have been phenomenal in partnering with us. We provide a coffee cart once a month for their assembly day. So the teachers we get to come in there like around seven o'clock. We set up our cart. We got coffee. We got donuts, fruit, pastries, yogurt, and we bring in water as well. And then we able to set up a table and the teachers are able to come by, congregate, talk, have some coffee, have a donut, some fruit, mm-hmm. and just just start the day out right. And then while all the and then the children are, are coming into the, the gymnasium to start their assembly day and teachers come out and they grab, you know, get a refill of coffee then after the assembly, we still we're still there, and the teachers are able to come out, get more coffee, stand around a little bit, talk a little bit. So it brings more community with the teachers and appreciation because our teachers are the heroes of our community. Like they teach our kids, they invest, and a lot of times 
you know, our public servants, I feel, are so underappreciated, whether it's teachers or police officers, firefighters, you know, those in our community that give. And so this is an opportunity for Breakthrough Nashville to be able to give back to our community and also appreciate, show appreciation for our teachers that do so much for us. And this year, it's a little different. We're currently partnering with Haywood Elementary School because they're doing the same thing. They're doing food boxes and they're passing out diapers every Wednesday. Um, they, theirs is Wednesday, and I think it starts at 9 o'clock, but Haywood Elementary School. And so we, we, provide, we provide items that they may need, tarps, weights for the tarps, if mm-hmm. they need tents, whatever they need, they can reach out to us. And then they have a lim- limited amount of volunteers that they can have. So they have a sign up sheet through their website. But we just we're there providing drinks and food for them while we're doing our own food box event down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we just make sure that we're partnering with them this year. You know, I was hoping to have a selfie station where the teachers could take selfies and just have some fun, really um and just really have a good time. And so with COVID-19 hitting, it's a little different, but for us, it's still staying there uh, and being a resource to them, maybe Mm -hmm. not being able to go into the schools, not sure how that's going to look this year, but whatever we can do for them is what we, what we want to do. So we stay close in connection with this uh, Metro public school and with pencil, whatever the need is that we can be there to provide and help provide that need. Have you gotten any feedback from uh, educators about, what they do need, what they would like to have more of or less of, or have you gotten any feedback from them right now? I think everyone's still trying to figure out, you know, when school going to start, is it going to be the beginning of August, the middle of August, you know, what's COVID going to look like? Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, I think this is COVID-19 has really thrown everybody for a loop right now. So I think everyone's still assessing what they're going to need. And once I think once they're in it and school has started, that's when, the needs are going to be coming up as to, okay, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't really see this need come up, but this is what we need. And so now we have, you know, multiple nonprofits and community organizations that they can reach out to fulfill those needs. So you're going to be able to be there as much as you can to fulfill mm-hmm. those needs, whatever they are. Yeah. So myself, my mother-in-law, we have other volunteers. Our churches are really giving church. So, and not just us, but there's other, just for Haywood Elementary School, there's multiple nonprofits, multiple community organizations that they have built um, to support the school. So um, if if it's not one or two or three different organizations at one time, will come in and will help out. But Haywood Elementary School is very well supported by the community. And so it's, it's a real, it's a real pleasure. There's some schools that out there that, you know, as with Breakthrough Nashville, I would like to expand and help other schools, but you know, you got time and resources and people, volunteers. So really just waiting for, for the doors to open where we can expand and help other schools with what they need. Cause I mean, the need is so great in Nashville that, you know, you really, there's, Someone told me there's not enough nonprofits in Nashville to really help meet the need. Like we need more nonprofits, more people to get in mm-hmm. and volunteer, whether time, money, and really just to make make a difference. So for whatever whatever we can do, we want to be there for for our schools. Okay, we're talking with Joshua Rosales with Breakthrough Nashville, and it is a nonprofit that is helping in the community and many many areas. What about the community event you were talking about some of our public servants like police officers, fire department people, and you had a chance to let them interact with the community or provide a forum for them to interact with them? What was that? What was that about? So it was an idea that I had. Halloween comes around every October and you see a lot of harvest parties, 
And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, here in the Antioch area where we're at there on Haywood Lane, there's not really a lot going on there. And so last year was the first year that I had the idea, presented it to my mother-in-law to see what she thought. And she was really, she was on board with it. But I was like, it'd be a great opportunity to have an event where the community could come out and we could have different booths, whether it's face painting, pumpkin carving, um, ring toss. And then we can include like our firefighters, our police officers, uh, Sergeant Fernandez with the Metro PD. He's our community officer, phenomenal individual. We've built such a great rapport with him. He came out and firefighters came out with their vehicles and they had the lights going, the sirens going. Um, we also had extended some invitations for like Vanderbilt and other hospitals to come in, but it's just the time and the day just wouldn't, mm -hmm. wouldn't allow, but it's just, Something that we that I would like to do to really bridge that, I guess, trust or the gap that people have uh, seeing our, our public servants as a, a police officer, a firefighter or even a teacher, um, but that they are individuals, that they are here to help us and they really want to give back and that they have they they they're human, you know, they're human. And, and so Sergeant Fernandez and, and the police and then the firefighters coming out and just seeing them interacting with the children and with the parents was uh, a sight that it was just awesome where these kids are just so like their minds are blown away with the police car and the fire truck. And it's just like, it's OK. Now, these these are public servants here to help us with what we need to build that trust with with them. So it's something that we did for the first time last year. Looking at how we're going to do it again this year, trying to come up with some ideas, but mm -hmm. I just think it's it's a great way to really bring the community and our public servants together to let them know that we are really on the same page. Yes, and on the same side. Exactly, on the same side. So you also work with a couple of orphanages? So yes, yeah, so my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, she is... Um, a mover and a shaker. Sounds like it. Yeah, she's a mover and a shaker. We work really well together. She does her thing really well. I do my part really well. And we come together to to this massive force. But she every so she was a she's a retired RN from the VA Medical Center. And she would go, her and my father in law before he passed, they would go to Cuba and they would go to Honduras and they would go with a group of medical physicians to do mission work. And so within that mission work, they would also minister to orphanage, an orphanage in Cuba and an orphanage in Honduras. So every year, my mother-in-law will take young people to Cuba and to Honduras to help with the orphanage. So they pack all, a lot of toys. So a lot of the toys that we get for Christmas, mm -hmm. we have so many that we don't give them all out. So we pack toys in boxes and suitcases and we take them over to Cuba, over to Honduras, and we give them to the orphanages and we work with them for, I think it's a week that, mm -hmm. that they're over there, but it's just ministering to the children and, and giving them the toys and spending time being there with them. And my mother-in-law is so gifted at that. And that's something that every year that we have been doing and, and with Cuba, not sure if we can go in or not, but with Honduras, you know, really going in there and, and, and it's an opportunity. You know, I've been on a couple of mission trips when I was younger, when I was in middle school and high school, you know, I think it's those opportunities that really change your life to see what the world looks like outside mm -hmm. of the United States. Uh, I think even the, oh, even the poorest person in the United States is the richest person when it comes to when we're looking at third world countries. And so when you actually go over there and you see someone living in a, they have a tarp, for a roof and the water is running through their living room because there there's no floor and to see how their living conditions are. And then it really gives us an opportunity to say, you know what? I, I live, I live in a great country, even though things may not be great 
I'm still better off than, than a lot of people. And so it just gives a renewed gratitude of, of, of thankfulness internally for us, but also to just give back to these orphanages is, is awesome. Are there a lot of orphanages in Cuba and Honduras? And if so, why? So I don't really know the answer to that question. Okay. Um, I know that we work with one orphanage in Cuba and one orphanage in Honduras. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but I'm sure that the need is great throughout those two countries. I just wondered if like natural disasters killed off parents or like in China, there are orphanages because uh, sometimes children are abandoned if they're mm-hmm. little girls and they are population control and things like that. Yeah. But I didn't know for sure yeah, with Cuba I'm, and Honduras. I'm, I'm not sure as to You just know you're why. plugged in and you're going to help. I just know we're plugged into to one orphanage there in Cuba and Honduras. But if there's more orphanages that, that we could help, we definitely want to do that. I've always wanted to go on a mission trip. And it, I just have worked my whole life. And I never had that opportunity. It sounds so amazing every time I hear about a mission trip. It is. I love that. I love that you guys do that. And you said something about a Boy Scout troop. People are starting to reach out to Breakthrough Nashville and go, we hear that you guys are doing good things in our community. And what is it that they want you to do? So my cousin, his son belongs to a Boy Scout troop in Clarksville. And this opportunity with our food box distribution event, they are going to be coming down next Friday. They're going to have three or four of their troops. They're going to be coming down and helping us distribute food boxes. So they'll be there for four hours. And that's another thing, Anna Marie, is that a lot of companies, even, even you know, I, I work for First Horizon Bank, and we are encouraged to go out and volunteer. Right. And it's called, you know, a lot of companies have these CRA credits, like community reinvestment. Like you've got, oh. to, you've got to give back so many hours. You have to volunteer. Some, you know, so much time has to be volunteered. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great opportunity working with Breakthrough Nashville where if, if you're a business owner or if you're wanting to give back to the community, this is a great time to get those CRA credits where you can be giving back mm-hmm. to the community. And so, you know, for, for me, like I volunteer a lot and then I have others in First Horizon that will come in and will volunteer with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. Bank has been a great sponsor of ours. And Lawrence Pardue with U.S. Bank Home Mortgage has really been there, not just with time, but money as well, helping us. And so it's uh, it's a great way for companies to come together with their employees to say, hey, here's a group of us. We want to give back. We want to we want to give some time. So, yeah, people are starting to reach out to us now. We want to come help unload that truck. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, gotcha. What do you find as a nonprofit that helps in the community? What could we do to support what you do? More people getting involved. You know, people and just my experience that people will say, yes, I want to get involved. Yes, that sounds great. But to actually do the Mm -hmm. action, the action you know, a, a lot of times as well is finances as well, donation. You know, a lot of times people are like, well, is this money going to the right? Is it going to be going to the right cause? But you know what? Instead, my mindset is instead of thinking, is my dollar or $5 or $10 going to go to the right cause? How about I go out there and I participate and then I can have a front row seat being a part of the cause to say, okay, now I feel more comfortable with donating a dollar or $10 or $100 to this cause because I'm actually, I went there, I was a part of it. And so just, you know, our community, there's so many, there's so much need in our community right now, but there's not a lot of people that are willing to step up and say, 
you know what? I'll be the feet and I'll be the hands of Jesus. I'll be the feet and I'll be the hands of those that maybe can't do it because of time or because of restrictions, but I can carve out time. And I think Anna Marie, when we look at it as just Americans or human beings, that it's not about not having time, but it's about not prioritizing it. Oh, yeah. It's not a priority in our in our life or in our, is it going to get in our way of me going out to eat or is it going to get in my way of me meeting with my friends for a glass of wine or something? Or my yeah. three or four hours of screen time a yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, getting it, yeah, sitting. And so it's how can I really make a difference? Because I guarantee you that if you would take a portion of that time and you would volunteer with Breakthrough Nashville or another nonprofit organization, it is addicting. Like it's very addicting being a part of a of a nonprofit because you really get to be a part of changing people's lives here in Nashville, and you get to see. I mean, a perfect example is you know I don't really you know because of COVID nineteen I don't really go to uh, Nashville that much to like East Nashville. But just because I don't go doesn't mean that the tor- the effects of the tornado are not still there. That people are not still going through effects, mm-hmm. and so it's. It's we have to really prioritize our time to say, you know what, this is something that really matters. You hear a lot of it in Thanksgiving where families will say, you know what, this year we're going to go and we're going to serve the homeless this year. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it's the first time. But once you do that, your eyes are open to like, wow, this is actually happening in Nashville and not just Nashville, but in in the United States. And um, it's uh, it's life changing and addicting to when you can become a volunteer and volunteer hours to a nonprofit. So yeah, volunteers and donations. Okay. And breakthroughnashville.org. It's break, T-H-R-U, Nashville.org is where they get information or on Facebook. So they can go to our website. Um, Our Facebook page, Breakthrough Nashville, has a lot more information on there. And we are... Um, still our website is, is under construction. It's there, but we're adding to it all the time. But our Facebook page is like our go-to we're on Instagram as well, Mm -hmm. but breakthrough Nashville on our Facebook page is where a lot of the information is there. Well, that's good. Cause I think that's where a lot of people who are of the age who are going to get involved in things and going to actually have money to donate (laughs) to start with or have time that they want to give, they're going to be on Facebook already. So that's kind of one of my bosses says fish where the fish are. Exactly. And so Facebook is perfect for that. So Breakthrough Nashville on Facebook. And we'll also post some links on our Focus Facebook page. Uh, Joshua Rosales, Breakthrough Nashville. Anything else that you feel is important to add or any message that you want to give to people who are listening and maybe they need help or they need an outlet to go help, whatever. Bringing it back around full circle to... 2020 like with COVID-19 like there is so much there's so much need that we don't know yet what what the need is it's kind of like we're we're little walking in the dark kind of like okay this is the need now who do we have what resources do we have what what volunteers do we have to fill that need I would just say that as 2020 continues to go and we're still in this COVID-19 era that be aware of the needs of, of our of our neighbors, of our friends, of our family members, of our community, your school. You know, I know a lot of schools are either looking at distance learning or are they going to, you know, actually go to school? I know my son is in that. Are we going to put him in school or is he going to go distance learning? So also, let's also remember that teachers, ask your teachers, ask, ask the teachers, is there anything that I can do? Is there anything that I can help provide? These teachers are working on a limited budget. I mean, they're really taking money out of their own pocket to buy things 
for their classrooms. And so I would say overall is just being aware, asking, don't assume, but ask, is there anything that I can do? Is there anything that I can volunteer for? Can I give money towards this? And it doesn't have to be hundreds of dollars. It could be $5. No, $5 goes a long way. $10 goes a long way. Your time goes a long way. So always asking because in this COVID time, today's we're doing it one way, tomorrow it's totally different. And so it's it's we're 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 working as we go. And so just being aware and asking what we can do as a community to really help meet the needs. Joshua Rosales, it's clear that you do that as well. What can I do to help you? Definitely. Thank you for doing that. Joshua Rosales with Breakthrough Nashville. That's it for today's show. We're going to have information on our Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.